To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What's This Dao All About? Uh, it's just me, Todd, here on this episode, and that's for some rather unfortunate reasons. Um, obviously, you know, there hasn't been many shows. Actually, there really hasn't been anything new in about two years on What's This Dow All About? Because as we said in the, I guess, the second to last show, right before the Benjamin Hoff interview, an episode called Returning, I talked to Dr. Carl Totten about um, two strokes that he had that were rather serious in the summer of 2021. And we talked about his recovery from the strokes and how he had gotten better. But, you know, when something that extreme happens to your body, it's hard to snap back and, you know, quite be the same. But... Dr. Tot and I's friendship continued. We were texting each other all the time. We even had a really great night. We went to the Magic Castle in Hollywood to see one of his former students perform. And it was wonderful. We just got to go hang out and uh, enjoy some magic and just sit and, and hang with each other. And uh, it was, you know, now I look back and I think it was just really great that that moment and that night happened. And also during that time, we recorded some episodes that we put out on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash what's this Dow all about, uh, where he still got to continue to share his wisdom because he was always texting me, Todd, we got to save the world. We got to get out there. We got to help people with this show. And always just still wanted to work, do the show, uh, was always talking about books that he wanted to finish. So he was still very you know, active during this period. But in uh, sometime right around Thanksgiving, he had a turn for the worse, and his health began to deteriorate, and now he is living in hospice care. Uh, the great thing is that he has in-home caregivers that have actually been with him for about two and a half years. And the problem with that is, no matter you know how successful you've been in life, uh, that is very expensive to have people come in every day taking care of you. You're, you know, it's like you've got full-time employees in the home. And at this point, Dr. Totten was on a fixed income. The Taoist Institute had closed. He was no longer teaching. And the bills rack up, you know. And so as we've come down to, you know, kind of his final journey in hospice, uh, the funds have gotten low, and his family reached out to me and said, Todd, is there anything we can do? Can we do some kind of GoFundMe to get 
Dr. Totten the most comfortable, you know, make him the most comfortable and give him the best care that he possibly can in his, you know, final days. And so, of course, I was like, let's let's do it. What what can we do? So I'm here now on this show, uh, not to really talk about Taoism, but to talk about my friend and to ask anybody listening who can help out and help Dr. Totten in his final days have in-home care. Uh, I'm not sure what the family's going to do if, you know, they can't afford it or how he'll be cared for. So it's very important that he gets this. And I put together a GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com. Uh, you know, if, if you, look, you basically just Google GoFundMe, Dr. Carl Totten, and it should pop right up. That's Carl, you know. C-A-R-L, Totten, T-O-T-T-O-N. Also, I posted links on the What's This Tower About Facebook page. Uh, there's a link on our Twitter. And also, there will be a link on our website, whatsthisdow.com, under this episode. So, But basically, really easy. Just go fund me, Dr. Carl Totten, and it should pop up. And the great thing is we have had some really generous donations pouring in. Uh, it's made me feel wonderful that I can help out in this situation and uh, just to see how many people really cherish this guy because he spent his whole life helping other people. That was his true north. He was a Kung Fu teacher. He started the Taoist Institute. He was a professor. Uh, he was a therapist that helped people. He did this podcast to help spread the word of the Tao to everybody and uh, talk about his experiences in psychology. And, you know, that just defined him as somebody who spent his life to give back. So now's a great opportunity for every life that he has touched, you know, to give back to him. I know in a weird way, I kind of feel like I'm a, like Joel Osteen or some guy on TBN. But th this is, you know, really serious. And I know everybody listening here has a great affection for Dr. Totten. And uh, we just, you know, just want to get him over the goal line happy, healthy, well taken care of, cared for, and to spend his final days in love. And so, you know, if you've got guys got a little bit of love to share, I know money isn't everything. Money isn't love, but it's the one way we can help right now. Uh, it is a strange world we live in where even to the end, when you're really in a position where you can't care for yourself, uh, the old demon money crops up. And, you know, normally I wouldn't be talking about somebody else's health issues publicly. I, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But, you know, the family asked, you know, we got to do what we got to do to help Dr. Totten. And, but, you know, personally, I just love the guy. And from the moment I met him, I remember I called him on the phone because I just I wrote him an email because I looked up Dow Master Los Angeles and he popped up or Dow's teacher or something. And he popped up and emailed me right back because I was like, hey, I'm looking to do a podcast, just a couple episodes to tell people about Taoism. And he responded back. He was into it immediately. We called and I remember we I heard his big laugh for the first time. I said, ah, I think this is going to work. <laughs> this is going to be great. But I remember I was like, you know, I don't want to do any stuffy kind of academic thing. I want to do something fun that is relatable, you know, to people's everyday lives. And he was like, yes, yes, exactly. Like, he, he was exactly on the same page. And I think that's shown. And I 
think we developed a wonderful rapport on the show. And, you know, obviously in life, we would always text each other uh, constantly. Uh, you know, Dr. Totten was great. I was just talking to a friend of his the other day, uh, yesterday, and he says, you know, you ever get that three in the morning Dr. Totten text? I said, yes, I know. It's It would be, uh, did you not go to sleep? Or do you wake up very early, Dr. Totten? He was always, seemed to me, in, connected to life. He never wanted to check out. He just had that lust for life. And, uh, you know, one thing that really always impressed me is he had this kind of childlike sense of wonder about him, even into, you know, his 70s. And every time I come out to the Taoist Institute to do the show, we would record in this back temple, you know, area where he had all these different kind of spiritual artifacts, whether it was Native American items or, you know, Buddhas or lots of things with Taoism. He even had a piece of artwork by John Lennon uh, that he kept in the studio. But it was just a wonderful place where you could just shut off from the world. You shut that door, it got quiet in there. Sometimes it was very hot. I got to be honest, North Hollywood, California is a hot box, as they say. But he would always, whenever I'd come in there, he would come and bring it. Oh, Todd, look what I see what I got this week. I got this artifact. I got this thing. He'd be so excited about it. Look at look at this. Oh my gosh, listen this isn't this beautiful? And he would just really get into it and, and be so passionate that it was just really infectious, you know. And he was just so incredibly is, you know, <laughs> so incredibly knowledgeable. I remember sometimes we'd be doing the show, and, you know, I come from a bit of a radio background, and so I'm always kind of in my head thinking about the formatics of the show and making sure we stay on point with what we're talking about and that we don't uh, ramble too much or something. And it was always funny to me that he was 10 steps ahead of me on everything, and I'd ask him a question about something, and it didn't seem like he was going to answer it. But what would happen is, Five minutes later, he'd come back to the answer, but he needed to explain things in such detail that he would come around to the answer, and with my feeble mind, I didn't realize the the big arc he was taking to get to his points, and that's one thing that I, I uh, a million things I learned from him, but one that's one thing that I learned from him and really appreciated is the detail and immediately the thought and the scenarios that he could come up with in his mind. You know, so so personally, you know, knowing that that Dr. Totten, you know, is in hospice is, you know, weighed heavy on my heart. Um, but also over the last two years, knowing that, you know, there's going to be a point where I have to make some kind of, I guess, final decision about what's this Dow all about, the podcast, and you know, we, we've done a lot of great shows, and... You know, the, the, the place has been this just wonderful repository for Dr. Totten's wisdom. You know, I didn't think I was documenting a, a great mind when we set out to do it. But now I'm like, wow, we this was a good excuse to put all his wisdom in one place. Not all of it. Obviously, there's much, much more that he could he could share with us. But uh, I'm really proud of that. And I always just looked at the situation. There's like the Taoist proverb where... You know, wait for the mud to settle until the water becomes clear, and then you can make your decision. You can take action. 
So I just said, you know, I'm just gonna, the show's on hiatus, and we, I have been doing things on the Patreon page uh, that, you know, and Dr. Totten helped me out with a bit of that. Uh, but I thought, you know, just, I'd, I'd like to continue with this show. Uh, it's meant a lot to me. Uh, we have just so many uh, surprising amount of people listen to the show. I'm always blown away by it. And I feel like I, I can continue on. You know, I, I have a pretty strong idea of a path forward for the show, and it, it excites me to, to get back into doing it. And so, you know, if, if you guys want to continue, stick around. Stay subscribed, and, you know, we're going to try something new, and I think it'll be fun, and hopefully you guys enjoy it and learn something, and uh, obviously teach me through all your emails to find out what what exactly this DAO is all about. But again, I think everybody who's listened to this show, I think everybody who's uh, going to get out there and support Dr. Totten, it's time is of the essence as well. Um, you know, we want to get his caregivers paid and taken care of so he can be in peace and comfort. So with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye, but not goodbye forever. And so once again, go fund me, Dr. Carl Totten. Just Google it. Uh, also, you can go to GoFundMe, put Dr. Carl Totten in the search. I think the title is uh, Help Dr. Totten Have a Comfortable Final Days. Uh, so please, and if reach out to me if you're having any trouble with that. You know, my email is on the whatsthisdow.com website. And again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, hopefully the next time we speak with one another, it'll be under different circumstances. You know, it's uncomfortable coming out and, and having to share bad news. But, you know, you guys have been along with us on this journey, and it's only fair to let you know, and it's only fair to give you an opportunity to help. So now I'm going to end this ramble um, with some of Dr. Totten's words on the final journey. All of us know people who we loved who have died, and we might have thought about it then. Uh, But then what what do we try to do as quickly as possible after someone dies? Well, we, we, we try to be like the Hindus where we go back into that state of Maya about death, you know, um, to forget about it and not consider it. Right. We want, we want to move on, right? Move on, right? Uh, huh. So what, what is the, quote, appropriate response to death and dying? Uh, and dying. Uh, now, the ancient Taoists said what? What is the movement of the Tao? Uh, the movement is returning. Returning. Returning to what? The source. The source. Aha. Uh-huh. What was the source? Uh, where whence everything came <laughs> from. And the source was the void. Right? Mm-hmm. Is the void empty? Can, it, can something come from nothing? No. Can it or can it? 
<laughs> well, I, well, the thing, well if you, hey, this is a question out of my pay grade, Dr. Todd. Okay, you're the expert here. I'm the guy who makes jokes <laughs> no. and writes yeah. the show prep, okay? Yeah. No, the, no the, the person who thinks they're the expert is the one who's really in trouble. <laughs> so I don't claim that. <laughs> I'm just an observer, a conscious observer uh, asking questions and making observations. <laughs> I know better than to call myself an expert. Yeah. <laughs> I called you an expert. I think that, and you can't change my mind. <laughs> uh, but, but this is the ultimate dilemma, right? All the great philosophers, East West, pondered this dilemma, this dilemma, th- these questions about life and death and awareness of life and death. And, me- and, and then, of course, what's the meaning of it all? Because as human beings, we're what? Meaning seeking organisms, beings, Beings, you know. So, and is there an answer? (laughs) Well, you know, it's like when we were talking about the last show, how Zen Master Hoon, your spiritual teacher, when you tried to approach him about anything having to do with meaning or putting together a narrative of life, he he didn't laugh at it, but, I mean, he just disregarded it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And part of that is because he's so aware of who he is, where he's been, and where he's going. Three questions, by the way, that I tell every one of my clients that they're going to have to grapple with if they're seeing me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, He's so aware of that, he's at peace. He's absolutely at peace. Because he's living the only place where we can live, present moment, moment by moment, all the time. And that's very difficult for the average person to do because the average person is stuck, either stuck in the past or dreaming about the future and bemoaning either what happened in the past because they were traumatized or didn't have what they needed and anxious about the future because they're worried about what's going to happen. And right now, of course, looking at the state of the world, you've got a whole world where people are worried about what's going to happen (laughs) and with the way things are going. And we're being kind of forced to live in the present moment in a very uh, quarantined way. And so I think that a lot of issues are bubbling up to the surface that people are having to deal with, and we're unprepared. We're very unprepared. Uh, there was one final note that the doctor made talking about uh, Chongsa and his opinion on death. Uh, basically, he was talking about the lighthearted approach and how you know we all have to face death at a certain point and how Chongsa kind of found humor in it and humor in the fact that our different uh, essences will uh, you know make their way across the universe, as uh, to quote John Lennon again. And he says, you know, in the story about the four fellows facing death, one of them suddenly falls ill and faces imminent death. Mm -hmm. He muses contentedly that after he dies, he will continue to be transformed by whatever creates things, even as his body and mind break apart. His left arm, perhaps, will turn into a rooster. His right arm, perhaps, into a crossbow pellet. His buttocks into a pair of wheels. His spirit into a horse. How marvelous will that be, he muses, announcing the dawn as, announcing the dawn as a rooster, hunting down game as a pellet, 
Riding along is a horse and carriage. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's beautiful. It's that uh, understanding that we are permanent, and who knows what magical life forms we will kind of become part of. And on a bigger level, when we talk about Taoism, we often talk about this just entirety of existence and how everything is interconnected. So if everything is interconnected, the energy that animates us, our physical bodies, then is there even really such a thing as life or death? That's a good question. There obviously is such a thing as life because we're here manifesting it. And we all have witnessed the end, at least what appeared to be the end of life. We've seen, you know, things being, you know, uh, vegetation, right? We've seen trees grow leaves and fruit, and then the leaves wither and fall off and die, and the fruit fall off and uh, rot on the ground and disappear, right? Now, in nature, what happens when the fruit falls off and disappears and things get mulched down into the earth? They smell. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they get mulched down, and they just become part of the lawn. They help fertilize everything. And that leads to what? Greater growth. New life, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know uh, what, what happens when you uh, yeah, fer- fertilize uh, the, the ground right? or a field, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you put waste in a field, something that is essentially has exhausted its um, life, um, and yet, it provides the nurturance for new life. You know, you know this endless cycle of birth, growth, uh, maturity, and then uh, death, and and then the the renewal and transformation of that is is literally the the cycle of existence, at least as we are able to perceive it here now in the third dimension. Part of our problem is that, what I just said, we're, we're, we are in one aspect of reality, and our capacity for perception is really, really narrow. You know, in the electromagnetic uh, spec- spectrum mm-hmm. or yeah. field, the part that we are able to perceive it's just a teeny tiny part of that spectrum. All the rest that's outside of that, we have very little to no clue about what that's like at all. I think one of the things that happens as we go deeper into meditation is that our capacity to experience that domain, that dimension, begins to expand and we get glimpses of it. Uh, uh, when a person has a deep dive into that, a deep glimpse into that, what sometimes happens when people take certain uh, chemicals, certain plants, whether that's ayahuasca or someone has a really transformative experience with mushrooms or or some, something else. Or no, nothing about it, Dr. Carl Todd. <laughs> I don't know why you'd that to me. <laughs> or deep in meditation or for unknown reasons, just has an experience of awakening, of a uh, satori, a moment of satori, where they just kind of wake up and seem to have an experience of enlightenment, and they just suddenly understand everything, kind of like what happened to me when I was 19 years old. Uh, or the Buddha. 
or the Buddha, right? The Buddha means what? The awakened one, right? Mm -hmm. It's a man who woke up. And uh, I, I deeply believe that we're all on this little rock, this pale blue dot to awaken. <laughs> this is our mission. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to <laughs> awaken to your true nature. That is your mission in life. <laughs> you hear that, listeners? That's your job. If you didn't know that you had a job or you were searching for one, that's as good as any, isn't it? Your mission, should you decide to accept it. <laughs> and dang it, we're both here having this conversation because unfortunately we decided to accept we it. We decided to accept it. Yeah, lucky us. I guess we're lucky. <laughs>